Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News Chief Medical Correspondent. We're going to talk about some things in particular related to the uh, the drug situation with the Kansas City Chiefs fans and fentanyl. But first, Dr. Siegel, thank you for making time. I know it's been a busy afternoon, hasn't it? Well, because because of the king announcing that he has cancer, the king of England. Not the king of America, the king of England. <laughs> well. Anyway. And, you know, I don't want to be mean because I think there's some lessons here for people depending on what type of cancer. But, man, I I just don't care. Like, I I know a lot of people care, but it's not something that resonates with me. Is that mean? Am I just being mean now? No, I I, I think we've got a lot of problems here. Uh, I think the reason that people follow the royals so closely is because they like a state of a state of pageantry. I'm going to disagree with you, Mark, because they like a state of pageantry. And, and an air of, um, I don't know what, that, uh, an air of uh, aristocracy that goes beyond the current situation of everyone at each other's throat. It, it's a memory of an earlier time. And, of course, the king did help somewhat during World War II. So, you know, they haven't done much in a couple hundred years, but, but they did help during World War II to some extent. I, I, think, I think it's pageantry to get, help people escape. I think you're right. Look, I don't want to be misunderstood. I love my friends from across the pond. London is one of my favorite cities on the planet. But, man, when I, you know, people get into the monarchy so much, whether it's the weddings or the gossip and now the, the health issues that dominate. And we hope he's okay. I'll just say that because he's really, realistically, he's not that old. I mean, he's 76, right? 75. But he's not that old. But over 75 is about one-third of all cancers in men. And cancers in men, we're talking skin, of course, prostate, lung, colon, and then the one I think this is, which is bladder. I think this is bladder. And why do you think that? What's that based on? It's not based on any inside information. It's based on the idea that there's no outside evidence other than that he was having this procedure. Well, during this procedure, you can find bladder cancer, by the way. You could think you're dealing with the prostate and cut, cut it out, and it ends up being bladder cancer. You could actually, it's right next to the blood. The yeah. Bladder's right next to the prostate, or you could find it incidentally and scrape it, in, or, or, or you could find it on a pathology, and you could actually do a surgery at, right at that time. So they're being coy here. In my read of this, they're saying it is not, they're not thinking of further surgery, well, but he may have had it already while he, they were doing that. And then they go ahead and they give him BCG, which is kind of an inactivated bacteria that's a lot like TB. And that works. That works. So if they got this early and they give them BCG, there's over a 90% chance of a cure here. 
He'll keep getting it for a year or two or more. But and that's again, I am speculating, but I'm putting together facts like Sherlock Holmes. Right. Wasn't he a physician? Yeah, I think so. Dr. Mark Siegel with us. You know, we're four hours away from Kansas City, and this whole story about the Chiefs fans sort of got to us. Uh, maybe in the same time it took to get to the rest of the country because we were not as dialed in here in St. Louis. Such a bizarre story. Then late last week, I guess we got some toxicology results, but even then, I don't think it was covered very much. So did we find that now these guys died from cocaine and fentanyl? Are we still in an area where we still have some questions, Dr. Siegel? What do we know? I don't, we don't have all the answers. We have the family saying that, that, and this is near your neck of the woods, and one of the problems with Missouri right now is that we're seeing a lot of, uh, uh, it's, there's a big increase going on in fentanyl and, and, and a big increase going on in multi, multi-drug. There's a big epidemic in the United States right now, 50 times more. It's called the fourth wave of the opioid epidemic is opioids laced with other things. In this case, fentanyl laced presumably with cocaine. It's also laced many times with methamphetamine. I think there might have been, T, not in this case, but there might have been THC here. Multi-drug is becoming more more the way to, that everyone's going here, which is very, very dangerous because drug dealers and patients and drug dealers and drug recipients think that, oh, you know, the cocaine revs you up and you need the fentanyl to calm you down. Actually, both of them are toxic to the heart. The, the fentanyl uh, depresses heart function and a cocaine stimulates the heart and you could end up more easily with a cardiac arrest with the, with that combination. I think that if the family's right, that they had three times the lethal dose, if that's correct, if the final autopsy report confirms that, then you have your cause of death right there. The fact that they're in the cold, they weren't, it wasn't subs, I mean, it was like low 30s that night, I think. That slows the rate with which the body metabolizes these drugs. Is fentanyl, is the danger in fentanyl, I think there's multifaceted, but is it is it instantaneously addictive or is it just so deadly that a small amount can kill you? Or is it a combination between the two? Well, it's both addictive and, and a small amount can kill you. Two milligrams can kill you. It's 100 times more powerful than morphine, 50 times more powerful than heroin. We, we, we went to the major leagues on this stuff. And I mentioned Kansas City, I mean, you know, and Missouri, 845 uh, drug overdose deaths in Kansas City in the last five years alone. And, and you look around the country, it's West Virginia, Tennessee, uh, Louisiana. Uh, those are the, th- the three big states. Cities, you got Baltimore is, is the worst, and Philadelphia is bad. But Kansas City is getting up there. And, well, and How long did, you know, somebody told me, you tell me if this is right, that with fentanyl, for example, if you have to detox on fentanyl, some of these kids, it takes, you know, longer than just a short period, like 30 days to detox. And I've heard stories where these kids, young kids, 18, 19, maybe even younger than that, they're in this detox situation multiple times because they can't get away from this stuff. Well, that's the problem, because they don't think that they're going to die, right? And they don't think that, and they and they take plenty of risks, and then they can't get off it, yeah. and each time is another risk of death. And by the way, we talk about Narcan all the time, but this stuff's so powerful and it lasts so long that you'd have to be giving repeated dose of Narcan even to make it to the hospital. In the hospital, we use Narcan drips. We put them on intravenous Narcan. I mean, it's a real, real dangerous situation. I, and the, the drug cartels, of course, are appealing, are appealing to our youth. They're using high school students to sell the stuff. It's being sold on the Internet. It's being made in areas that used to be poppy fields, you know, with the two major cartels in Mexico. 
fueled by supplies coming from China. Yeah, and, and you then know, across I, the border it goes. Across the border it goes. The poorest border. Do you feel, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. Do you feel we're te- to the point now where maybe, I and mean, I don't know what can be done. Look, we've been fighting this drug war for a long time, so I don't know what the realistic approach would be to reducing the danger here, but it seems to be one of those things that we all know, and maybe we have family members, friends, you know, that have been affected by this, uh, and then we don't have solutions. It doesn't seem like anything goes in the other direction, Dr. Siegel. Well, we started to restrict physician uh, prescribing by making them log in at each state every time they do an opioid prescription or a restricted drug. But I was surprised to see the numbers re- recently. They're down, but they're not as down as as much as I want. So I, I, I won't say that doctors are fueling this, but they certainly were, and, and they're certainly still contributing to it. And, you know, again, the, even without physicians writing for opioids, we, we have an enormous problem. But Doc- I think it's a really overused drug to begin with. I think that there's that there, you get used to the idea that you need it, or a surgeon or an orthopedist thinks that they have to use it. But I I've seen pain specialists who never prescribe this stuff, and patients do just as well. And there are, are alternatives, and there are newer ones coming out. I think the best thing you can do is not addict somebody in the first place. Yeah, it's frightening. Dr. Mark Siegel, always great to have you on here in St. Louis. I really appreciate it. I know you were busy today, and we'll talk again. Thank you, Dr. Siegel. Great to be with you, Mark. Thanks. Audio cut of the day coming up next. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 